Welcome to the Run for God Run Club, where you will find God in a runner's space. Welcome to the Run for God Run Club. This is your one stop each week to be motivated and inspired to get off the couch and onto the running trail where you can, in turn, inspire others to do the same. Let's learn, laugh, and leap into running together, giving God the glory for what we're able to do in His name. Amen. I am your running host, Dean Thompson. Per usual, and for his great insight, I'm joined by Run for God founder, Mitchell Hollis. Thanks for having me, Dean. Yeah, so we had a, an interesting thing happen recently. I, I don't know if you saw the video, but I'm sure you've heard about it. A high schooler broke four minutes for the mile. For That's, the, that's insane. <laughs> that is really, I don't think we have any guys around us, uh, near us, that can do that. But yeah, it's, uh, it's happened a few times, but not many, right? Yeah, yeah. We had a guy that was just a couple of hours from us mm-hmm. a couple of years ago that was close, but yeah. he, he didn't he didn't get it. So it's happened 11 times. What I think is interesting about it is, of the 11 times that it happened, um, there was a pack of three guys back in the late 60s who did it, mm-hmm. and then there was one guy who did it around two, th- 2001, I think it was, and then almost everybody else has done it in the last five years. So six guys out of the 11 have done it in the last five years. So why do you think that is? Well, I, I just think I think these guys, they see that it's a real thing. I think yeah. when, when they went from all the way from 1969 until 2001 and nobody did it during that time period, I think they thought maybe it was, it was just too hard. It was impossible. So do you think that that kind of goes to the point we make a lot is how much of it's actually in the legs and how much of it's actually in the mind because you're right you know it's you know a couple guys do it and and a lot of other guys around the country say oh that that can be done you know um yeah i i think that has a lot i think you're absolutely right a lot to do with it um and in this case interestingly of course they didn't have a track season and so i think there were six guys that got together um in california and just decided this is what they had this they this wasn't a a regular track meet. It was just a one mile. Let's see if we can break four minutes. It was a dare. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A bunch of guys just getting out there trying to do a dare. Yeah, really. You cool. know, I kind of, you know, it forces you to think about the two hour marathon. Yeah. Is are we, you know, now I know that the two hour marathon is a whole different ball game. But are there? Is that going to get broken? And and when it when and if it does, I think it will. Are there going to be a few others in pretty short succession after that? But but then you got to look at, you know, you and I were just talking the other day. There's a gaggle of people who are like 401, 402. There's a lot of those. There are. But only 11 through the years have actually broken it. So so there is a lot of talent. We're not discounting the talent at all. No, not at all. But there is a huge amount of, of mental yes, yeah. going on there. Now, when, when this was originally done, when the first guy did it, his name was Jim Ryan. And Jim Ryan was recently first voted. First high schooler. First high schooler, yeah. yeah. Jim, Jim Ryan did it and he, he, um, when he was in high school and also went to the Olympics when he was 17 years old. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, he was an absolute phenom. And back then, they didn't have professional runners. Right. So he couldn't be paid to run and he couldn't become a professional runner and so there really wasn't a lot in it for him to continue and to to eventually work his way up to running five Ks and ten Ks, which is what they do typically today. Is as they get older, it gets harder to run those shorter distances, but mm-hmm. they can excel at those longer distances, and that's how uh, a lot of guys wind up in the marathon ultimately. And uh, and I mean it's the same thing we've talked about this in the triathlon. It's why you see, um, you, we talk about teaching speed at an early age and once you once you get that speed then it's it's not easy but it's it's easier it's more manageable to add distance and that's why like in the triathlon world these ironmans you're seeing records getting shattered almost every race because you're having this new breed of of young people that came through the sport from a very early age they've learned to get insanely fast yep. and now they're just adding the distance to yep. it and they're just coming in and shattering records so yeah it's it's um it's definitely fun to watch. Yeah, and one of, the, one of the other things that tells you how much there is in the mind here, too, is I think this is interesting. Of the 15 performances in high school, 
where where guys in high school have run under four minutes, ten of them are three fifty nine. Yeah, ten of them are just, just barely. Yeah, and so um, uh, I think the record is three fifty three. Alan Webb back in two thousand and one, he was the oddball. He was the guy that kind of did it when nobody else was doing it, and then nobody did it for a little while after him. Um, and he not only did it, he shattered it. He did. He did. <laughs> and what's interesting about Alan Webb is Alan Webb also, he still holds the American record today um, at 346. 346 for a, for a mile is just insane. Insane, yeah. Um, so anyway, that's that. It, it, it's knowing it can be done, I think, has a lot, is there's a lot to be said for that. So for a lot of folks who, who watch this video or listen to this podcast, in a lot of cases, I hear a lot of people say, I can't do that. Yeah, I was going to say, we hear, we hear it all the time in, mm-hmm. in this ministry, and we hear it, you know, we always tell instructors uh, and coaches especially that, you know, you're going to have your first class, and your first class may be small or modest in size. But watch out for your second class. It never fails. We hear it all the time. I've seen it myself that that second class, my very first class was 22 people. The second class was 200 people. And the reason for that, and, and it's, I know this because I ask people, you have so many people out there watching mm-hmm. and saying, if that person can do it, then I can do it. And so it's the same exact thing into so many areas of our lives, but you don't have to be an elite runner for this principle to be true. It's even true for beginning runners. People mm-hmm. say, I can't do that, but then they look at somebody who who they see as their counterpart or looks just like them or weighs the same amount as they do, whatever it is, they see them do it, and they say, yeah, I, I can do that. So mm-hmm. um, the battle in the mind is, it, yeah, it's our it's our biggest battle more times than not. It's not the physical so much as it is the mind. Yeah, and I've told this story before, but when, when I was young, my mother told me, you can do anything. Right. And so I believed her. Yeah. And so my in my mind – I didn't think about, well, somebody else has done it. My mind was, well, I've been told that I can do it, and I believe that person that told me. Right. And, uh, you know, I, I see that a lot in athletes, too. Sometimes athletes will come back after they accomplish this big goal, and they'll say, you told me that I could do that, but I never really dreamed that I could. But And how many times I was sitting here when you said that, as coaches, you know, we see this a lot. We, we're, we're trying to pour um, – hope and inspiration and uh, the assurance that they can do it. But there's been times where we tell an athlete, yeah, you can do that. And in the back of our own mind, we're thinking, "Mm, they may not be able to do that. And then how many times do they surprise us and they do it and they, they do it even faster than what we said. You know, we, you know, we had a young man was stuck at 1608 on his 5k for a long time. And then, Almost overnight, he went to 1549. Well, did he get 19 seconds faster in his legs? No. But that day, he had it in his mind yep. that he was going to do it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it, we can sit and talk about the mental side of this sport all day long. But uh, It, it just gives me goosebumps to think about those those athletes that make that have that accomplishment and the look on their face when, when they're done. And then, uh, you know, for that particular athlete, yeah, he may go back above 16 occasionally, but 16 is not even his thought anymore. Right. Where for months and years it was he dwelled on it. Right. And he's passed it and he's on to, you know, let's, let's do 1530 now. The brain's in a different place. Yeah, exactly. Yep. yep. So listen, if you're out there and you're wondering if I can do whatever it is, maybe it's finishing, a, maybe it's just running for an entire 5K, maybe it's a half marathon or, or it's a marathon, whatever it is, if you're wondering if you can do it, if you believe it, you can probably do it. So think about that and, and, and work, work toward changing your mind toward that mindset. And, and, you know, not only do you have to – to tell yourself you can do it, but you've got to get away from the people who say you can't do it. Absolutely. Um, that, especially as adults in our society, and we hear that all the time too. You know, Gay Coker, who's who's on our staff, you know, she she had somebody in her life who was saying, "Well, you're not really running. You're you can't do this," and and she had to distance herself from that person when it come to that subject because. That was just something negative, and if, if we listen to that negative, then, then you're not going to be able to do it. Yeah, I think there's two things you can do in that case. You can either distance yourself right. and get away from or you can use that as fuel Motivation. for that fire. Yeah. 
Yeah. And that's my method of doing that. If somebody tells me I can't do something, that just fires me up even more. But at more. the same time, I'm still going to distance myself. And in yeah. my mind, I'm saying, I'm going to prove that person wrong. Yeah. And the next time I talk to them, I'm going to say, guess what, big boy? I did do it. Yeah. And uh, so that, and it, that may not be the right attitude to have. <laughs> uh, but if I'm being honest, yeah, you, you want to prove those people wrong. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So listen, we are, as always, sponsored by uh, the world's greatest digital music platform. Again, we're in their studios here. It's J Radio. If you haven't checked out J Radio yet, go out there and check it out. You know that moment when you're running and you settle into that perfect pace and then the next song comes on? Don't let that happen again. With the new J Radio, you can trust us to make sure that the next song in your playlist will help you keep up that pace. Check out the radioactive station on J Radio for all different genres of workout music handpicked for you while you run. Start listening now at JRadio.com. So once again, just a reminder that if you have questions, if you have things that you'd like to see us cover, if you, whatever it is, and you want to communicate with us, you can send those questions to dean at runforgod.com, and we will be happy to answer questions that you have, help you with issues that you have. Sometimes you just have this nagging thing that bothers you for a long time, and maybe we can help with that. Or maybe it's, man, I sure would love to hear you guys talk about X. Uh, then let us know what those things are. We'd love to be guided uh, by what you want to hear. So uh, if you don't know about Run for God and you've just happened up on this podcast, go to runforgod.com and find out more. Uh, We would love to share more with you and love for you to understand a little bit more about what Run for God is about. Our story this week comes from Tracy. Tracy Taylor is a Run Club member. Um, and every time she posts a picture, she has got the biggest smile biggest on her smile. face. Yeah. And, and I absolutely adore and love the pictures that she posts. And so this comes from Tracy Taylor, who is from Greencastle, Pennsylvania. My running story begins in January of 2019. Well... I shouldn't say that. It actually started with the Run for Hunger in Philadelphia in April 2012. I had been training for a few months and was super excited to finally register for my first official run. My only goal was not to finish last. After completing that first race and not coming in last, I signed up for more 5Ks. Then I ran my first half marathon in March of 16th of 2013 and the Marine Corps Marathon the same year. I also ran the Warrior Dash, Spartan Race, and Tough Mudder. But even after running all of these races, something was still missing and I never felt like a real runner. Fast forward to January 2019. I was looking for a new small group to join at my church, the Hub City Vineyard in Hagerstown, Maryland, where I came across a video that was created by two of my fellow churchgoers. They were starting a Run for God group, and the goal, after 12 weeks, was to run a 5K race in Harpers Ferry, West Virginia. Apparently, God had other plans for me. At first, I was reluctant to join the group, I had been diagnosed with a herniated disc and spinal stenosis in 2014, and even though I now felt better, about 95% better, I hadn't run much in the last five years. I was also dealing with sciatic nerve pain and wasn't sure that I was going to be able to run at all. Plus, this group was going to be meeting at 7.30 a.m. on Saturdays, which was my only day to sleep in. But again... It's not my will, it's his. I couldn't get the idea of this group out of my head, but I wasn't even sure that I could walk three miles right now, let alone run three miles. Still, this small voice in my head kept telling me to join the group. On January 24th, I emailed the two leaders of the HCV Run for God group to let them know to count me in. God definitely has a sense of humor. 
Our first meeting was held on February 23rd. I was nervous, but also strangely excited to be a part of this new group. The other people around me talked about how much they currently run, and I kept, all I kept thinking was I was in way over my head. I know that God likes to push us out of our comfort zone. Well, I was definitely out of mine. But even though I felt uncomfortable, I heard God's still, small voice in my ear. My first thought was, are you crazy, God? This voice kept telling me that I was going to run a half marathon in 12 short weeks. (laughs) Yeah, no, I don't think so. I drowned out that voice and resolved to not listen to it. Of course, when I did that, it got louder. Over and over, God told me that I was not going to be running a 5K race in May, but instead I was going to be running 13.1 hilly miles. I fought and fought, repeatedly telling God no. But as I'm sure you all know, we can never win that fight. I registered for the half marathon on February the 26th. Okay, so I am running a half marathon in 12 weeks. Oh my. I ran in the cold, the wind, and the rain. I got up earlier on Saturdays, then I got up for work during the week to meet with my group for fellowship and a run. I got to know the people in my group better and realized that we all had struggles, whether it was running or just life in general. We spoke about God, about running, about feeling inadequate, about our families, about what we were grateful for, and about our disappointments and our triumphs. We opened up and let each other into our private lives. We laughed and we cried together. And in turn, we let God in more and more with each passing week. The weather soon got nicer, and I got a little better at running. Running is now enjoyable, and it is a privilege that I will never take for granted. Whenever I think that I'm too slow, I am reminded of something one of my friends said to me only a few weeks into our training. It's not about your running time, but time spent with God. My eyes have been opened even more to the wonderment of God since I have joined this growth group. I have made some new, wonderful friends through this adventure who encourage me every step of the way, and support from my husband has been nothing short of amazing. But the support from God is what gets me out the door for each and every run. Isaiah 41, 31, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. On March 31st, my best friend gave me an amazing gift. You see, my friend has a prophetic jewelry subscription and receives a new piece each month. She prays over the jewelry and then gives it to whoever God reveals to her. When she handed me the necklace, I was blown away. The charm says, run with God. This small piece of jewelry was just another way that God showed me that I was on the right path. It's been 11 weeks since I made the decision to let go and let God. I was making great progress with the shorter runs, but as soon as I ran over eight miles, the sciatica would have inevitably returned. I visited my chiropractor and also added an acupuncturist to my schedule, but each was just a temporary relief. On May 14th, I received a cortisone shot. My race was on May 18th, so there was no time to go out and test how it felt on long runs. I was just going to have faith that God would carry me through 13.1 glorious miles. He brought me through the past 11 weeks, and I believed that he would use me in the most triumphant way on race day. My God has already come out victorious, and so will I. My bib number, 454. Psalm 45.4. In your majesty, ride forth victoriously in the cause of truth, humility, and justice. Let your right hand achieve awesome deeds. I'm not sure how to put it into words, how absolutely amazing race day was. I didn't have any expectations. I just prayed for three things. Number one, to finish 313.1 miles. Number two, to do it with minimal pain. And three, for God to reveal why he pushed me to run the half instead of the 5K. 
and I knew he would answer all of my prayers, and my excitement was uncontainable. Well, I finished, and I did it with minimal pain. While I was running, I smiled and cheered people on. I talked to other runners about God and my reason for running. I sang, yes, out loud at times, and praised and worshiped God. I stayed with some new friends near the end when they were just getting done. I could have finished a bit sooner, but I was obedient when God said, be still and know. That was my purpose for enduring 13.1 miles of the hardest course I've ever run. To love on others as God loves them. My race did not matter one bit, but time spent with God and others meant everything. It was the most amazing day. I got to run for God, and I felt His presence every single step of the way. I was literally glowing with the Spirit of God. As I neared the finish line, I could hear my entire team cheering for me. Everyone was standing along the route, and I was able to high-five each one of them as I ran by and crossed the finish line. I also had the overwhelming feeling of God smiling down on me and saying, Well done, Tracy. I finished the Harper's Ferry Marathon, Half Marathon in 316, which could not have been more perfect. John 316, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. I thank God every day for pushing me when I didn't think I had it in me. I thank him for not letting me give up when I was in pain and for being the strength I needed to see this through to the end. I had no doubt that he would deliver. God has instilled a new fire in me, and it is beautiful. My victory is in God, and there is no stopping me now. Philippians 1.6, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Jesus Christ. P.S. I went on to co-lead round two of Run for God at the Hub City Vineyard. Wow. What a neat story from a lady who we can see that joy in her face when she posts things on Facebook. You know, I've I've thought several times when I see her pictures. I bet she's one of those ladies when you meet her, and I want to meet her at some point. I bet she's one of those ladies that would just wear you out with her energy. I, you can see it in the pictures. Yeah. Like, I'll go home tired after talking to her for a few hours because uh, I know those people. Yeah. And I think she's one of those, and they're just infectious. They are. You know, a few things came to my mind as you were reading this. Um, how many times do we see this story play out? Not, uh, not exactly like Tracy's, but the theme of her story was she found voids. And she was trying to fill them with races and and things outside of God. And how many instructors do we see come along who some tell us that, but some you could see it, that that's, that's how I came to this ministry. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's how you came to this mm-hmm. ministry. It was all about what we could do, how fast could we get. This, you know, we've never said that if you join Run for God, you're going to become a faster runner, you know, if you already are a runner. In fact, you're probably going to get slower. Um, I did. I think you have. But it's because our perspective changes, and that's exactly what happened with Tracy here. You know, she was trying to fill a void in her life with more and more races. And take races out and put anything in. As believers or or as lost people, too, we're we're constantly trying to fill our lives with things that won't fill that void. There's a God-sized void in in our lives that only God can fill. And the sooner we can understand that the sooner we'll have that smile on our face that Tracy now has. You know, she, she kept trying to push that voice out, and she said the voice got louder. Yeah. That's that's what God does is when he's trying to get our attention, he's going to get our attention. In my case, he got my attention through a, a deacon in our church. Um, but he will always use things, situations, circumstances, and people to get our attention. And so... You know, she got a whole new perspective on running. Yeah. Um, and I just think it's it's incredible how we hear it from instructors everywhere that, that it used to be about me, and now it's about them, the people yeah. who they're teaching, and they find joy in, in shepherding those people along. And and that's if, – if, if you've never thought about becoming a coach, I encourage you to do that. If 
you're a runner, it will change. It may make you slower. So if your goal is to become <laughs> a faster runner by becoming a run for God coach, that's probably not going to happen. But the runs that you do have become much more enjoyable because it's not about me. And that's not that's not a slap at anybody. That's that's the way we're wired. That's our society is it's a me society, but you know, I, I'm this this program, this ministry, thanks to nothing you and I have done, but it's it's pointing people to Christ. And what does Christ say? Put the focus on others. And I think the key here is that she recognized. I think that's the the part that we sometimes we don't put the two together. That at some point in time, God's calling all of us. Exactly. I mean, God's calling out to all of us. For some people, they're so far away from Him, He's hard to hear right. and for some people they're close enough and fortunately tracy was close enough to hear him um, and, and was looking for that voice but that's important that we we're looking for our purpose and uh, and i think that that's something that we sometimes we we gloss we gloss over but yes this is great and it's great to focus somewhere else and, and you're absolutely right for me my whole perspective changed the first run for god race i went to because mm-hmm. i saw i really really saw those folks that finish way later than I do and, and had a deep appreciation for who they were and how hard they worked. And it just made such a difference in the way that I looked at things. Um, but sometimes you still have to look for God yeah. and you have to recognize where he's speaking. And it's funny how, you know, this is one of those, but God moments, you know, I, I would be, um, I would be negligent if I didn't say this, you know, we don't recommend for you to start a 5k challenge class with the intention of running a half marathon at the end. But that's what God was telling her to do. Yes. So if if you're clearly getting a message from God that this is what you need to do, I mean, it radically changed her life. Then yep. by all means, set the book aside. Yeah. We're not the authority here. Yeah. You know, God absolutely. is. But, you know, with that said, stick to the plan. Yep. Um, so, so Tracy. I, I love the way she saw in the numbers, you know, where she connected the, her bib number. Yeah. And she connected her finish time to verses of Scripture. I mean, that's just somebody that is really looking for God and the things that are happening in her life. And if we look for it, we find him all over the place. And sometimes he's there, and we just we look right past it. And so many people call that, oh, that's just a coincidence. No, it's uh, not. No, it's not. It's not. <laughs> yeah. You know, God had something big planned for Tracy. And I wonder how many times we miss the big thing because we're not hearing his voice. Um, I mean, this was a, a crazy great experience for her from her because she recognized that that voice got a little bit louder and was telling her, uh, I wonder how many times we just miss it. We, we miss it because we've got our plan in mind. Yeah. We have what we want to do, and, and we just kind of push that voice aside. No matter how loud it gets, we, we have this plan. If, if You know, I'm a task-oriented person, and if I have a task out in front of me, it's going to get done. But so many times God is, is there trying to interrupt that task. For, yeah. for his reasons, and too many times I'm guilty of it. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll push that aside, and but it's the times that I don't push it aside that I see the reward, and, and that happens on a weekly basis. And you think by at some point we would learn, yeah. Um, and but I'm <laughs> but we never I have did. to constantly <laughs> force myself because that's not in our it's not in our nature. We're human, exactly. Yeah. I love the way she incorporates the prayer into this too, where she she talks about how she had three goals in this mm-hmm. in this race, and she prayed for those three things. And sometimes I think that people think it's selfish to pray for things that I want, um, and and to finish and to do it without pain. Some people may look at that as being selfish, but I. You could hear in that third goal that have God reveal the reason why she was doing that was the, I, I want to be able to finish and I want to be able to do it without pain, but I want to be used by you, God. And um, and I just think that's such an awesome way to connect everything. Yeah, I mean, the scripture says, let your request be known to God. Mm. It's not saying we we have to pray for ourselves. We're mm-hmm. We're the temple of God. We have to. To pray that we stay in alignment with God, and, and if that means doing it in a race or doing it wherever, I mean, I pray every day, Lord, let me shine your glory through everything I do, and I want to do it to the best of my ability, and because that brings more glory to God. It, it's not that I want to be pointing fingers at myself, 
you know, I, I want to do things to the best of my ability to shine a light on, on who he yeah. is. Amen. Amen. And I love the way she wraps it up with Philippians 1, 1 6. You know, it, she, she's, she's basically saying, he's not done with me. There's more great things out there, and there always are, yeah. if, if we'll just believe it. So um, great, great story, Tracy. Tracy, awesome, awesome job on this story. We just appreciate having you as a part of the Run Club. Hey, go out there and check out uh, Come On, Let's Go. It is a, it, it's videos through J103 and through the, the Partners for Christian Media Group. And uh, there is an app out there called The Big Share. And you can share your story. As Mitchell always says, everybody has a story. Now, go out there and, and, and check out the Big Share app. There is power in people's stories. It's a challenging time. What do you do when everything you believe about God is being tested and God doesn't look like the good father that he says he does? You've got layers and layers and layers of hate in your heart. It, it takes God to clean it out. Your story can help encourage others around the country, just like these stories have. You can walk through a simple process of sharing your story with the Big Share app. Download the Big Share app in your app store to start sharing hope with others. Okay, so hey, I saw something this weekend that was really interesting. Somebody ran an actual race. Where did you see that? I, I saw your notes here. What? I haven't heard about that. Where was that at? I, I'm not sure where he was, to be honest with you. Um, but it was a, a well, you know, Ryan Shrum. Yeah. Um, he he had run a race this weekend. I and he had mentioned in there. I didn't read read everything, but uh, that they had done some things to to put the race on that made it different from a normal race. But somehow um, he got to run in a race this weekend. Well, so. you know, some of the states are are getting back to normal. So it's 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 funny to see the different levels of getting back to normal that that all the states are i know we're in we're actually in tennessee right now we both live in georgia and, and both of our states both of these states are pretty much opening back up but i'm I'm hearing from in, instructors and coaches that some people are still in complete lockdown um, yeah. so Depends. hopefully hopefully we'll be back to normal here pretty soon and and we'll we'll uh get a handle on this coronavirus and i mean that's my prayer anyway that absolutely because um, i know I, I was about to go stir crazy. Um, so. <laughs> I, I can't imagine living in one of those states where people are still not supposed to leave their house and, and not have um, the 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 need to go out. Well, it's funny how I think one thing this whole virus has showed us is that there's so many things we take for granted. Oh. Uh, I've told you the story. I'll, I'll tell everybody the story, but I, I was on a job site the other day and uh, a couple weeks ago. Back when back when we were still pretty. Um, I was still being very careful just because there was a lot of unknowns even still at the time. Uh, but I was on a job site and I got out and I was talking to a grading contractor and I, I jumped out of the truck and, you know, I'm a handshaker, I'm a hugger, I'm a high fiver. And, and so is he. And I got out and before we even thought about it, we reached out and shook each other's hand and we had a kind of an awkward eye contact, like, Oh, we're not supposed to be doing this. <laughs> And he said exactly what I was thinking. He said, boy, that feels good, don't it? <laughs> and I thought, you know, a handshake. We don't realize how much that does for the psyche. Mm -hmm. You know, that personal touch yep. with people. Like I said, I'm a hugger and a high-fiver and a handshaker, and I, I realize how much I miss that. Now, there's some people out there. You know, my sister-in-law, she's loving it. She is. She does not like contact <laughs> with other people. Yeah. And, I, I, you know, I'm. she's always the first one I go hug it family event it's just to kind of river a little bit um but yeah for people out there it it messes with your psyche when when you feed off of that personal touch with other people and, and yeah. i'm one of those people and uh so i hope we're getting back to well it's good good to see churches things. churches to start meeting again too. yeah and they're doing it responsibly yeah and uh, they are but yeah it's it's we're a, we're a body of believers yes and yeah. uh there's yeah yeah i've, I've missed church well, it is time for me to share Dean's thoughts, which is a time when I share something I've written about the intersection between running and faith. And this week it is called, Do They Know You? Hmm. 
I received a Facebook request this week from a very dear friend of mine. I'd never seen him post anything online, and I'm not sure whether I had ever seen a Facebook account for him. Great. I would have one more way to communicate with my friend. Oddly, I had tried getting in touch with him recently when he was going through the death of his mother, and apparently I must have had the wrong number somehow. He messaged me through Facebook after I had accepted a friend request from him, and I was excited to hear from him. But the message didn't seem right. There was something about it that didn't sound like John. After I had described not being able to get in touch with him, the person on the other end sent me a phone number and said I could text that number anytime. Now I knew it wasn't John. First, he would have said, call me. And second, there was something else missing. And it's that something else that I want to talk about. Every time I have ever talked with John, he is overflowing with joy. He met me one particularly tough afternoon after my mother's death, and we began sharing and laughing about all manner of dot-related things. He lifted my spirits immeasurably in a time when I needed it, and that's who John is all the time. His joy so permeates his being and his personality that he can't help but show it. The person on the other side of the message wasn't John because there was no joy in there. It had to be an imposter. Mitchell said recently that my face lights up when I talk about running. I can feel that. I just watched the 11th American high schooler in history break four minutes for the mile. I got so excited. I love seeing running accomplishments, even if I don't know the people involved. Anyone who has ever had to endure me talking about, uh, talking about someone like that since knows how I feel. I see many run club members who constantly post encouraging words or who are smiling in every photo I see, like Tracy we just talked about. Mm. There is re real joy there, and I love it. When you embrace running as something that brings you joy, it changes the game. It will not make all days easy, but it will make it easier to go for a run when you don't feel like it. You can embrace the way running makes you feel afterwards or the fitness effects or the quiet time it provides or any number of other things. But embrace running for the good thing that it is in your life. Find joy in the toil, the sweat, the grind. Find happiness in the post-run feeling of accomplishment. Find practicality in being more fit. Find pleasure in the way people look at you when you tell them that you're a runner. Find enjoyment in knowing you're not normal, but extraordinary in that thing that you do that most people find too hard. Find delight in the community of runners around you who want to see you succeed maybe as much as you do. Find the thrill in going a little harder or a little longer from time to time just because you can. Embrace running and it will embrace you and everyone around you will know it. We should live in such a way that there's no ambiguity of who we are. I can tell you that people who know me know I'm a runner and I'm a Christian. But what about people who don't know me? The people who know me hear me talk about my faith from time to time, but does it show every time I speak? I don't think it does, but it does when John speaks. I want to be that guy that everyone knows by his positive words of encouragement. I like, I'd like people who meet me for the first time to know that Jesus guides my life and that I want what is best for them. I'm working on it. I have a long way to go, especially when someone brings up politics. <laughs> I'm better than I was, but I'm not nearly as good as I'm going to be. Matthew 7, 15 six, and through 16 says, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. I knew the person messaging was not John because that person lacked the fruit I see and hear in John with every encounter with him. The account said that it was him. It even had a photo of him, but it wasn't my friend John. What if someone hijacked your Facebook page and started messaging someone? Would they know it wasn't you? Why or why not? Is it because of the fruit they don't see, like joy? 
There are false prophets out there promising you a contented, sedentary life. In the same way, there are false prophets telling you that you can lead a fulfilled life without Jesus Christ. Don't believe them. They look like sheep, but they are ravenous wolves. Embrace the joy of running and a healthy physical lifestyle, but more importantly, embrace the one who loves us like no other, and you'll be embracing a healthier spiritual life, lifestyle too. Hmm. Good word, Dean. Do you know people like that? People that they just glow when you see them, and you just you you just you don't have to ask them if they're a Christian. You just know they are. Yeah, it's um, a lot of times. It's yeah, it's just obvious, and I. You know who I think about? I think about your pastor, Charlie. Yeah. You talk to him, it don't take it doesn't take thirty seconds of him opening his mouth to right. know who he is. Yeah. Because exactly. he just exudes it. Yeah. And I, I my goal every day is to is to be that. I think I think um I think that's what we're called to be. We're mm-hmm. you know, you you've heard that. They, they attribute this quote to Francis of Assisi. I, I don't think he actually said it because I put it in a book one time and the editor said, no, that's actually wrong. But anyway, it says, preach the gospel and if necessary, use words. What what that statement is saying that we should live our lives in a way that people know we're a child of God without ever opening our mouths. Mm. And um, if we're doing that, then when we do open our mouths, it, it makes that person... Um, who we may be talking to, acceptable to what we're saying because we've always heard the statement, people don't care what you know until they know that you care. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's the same way with the gospel. If if they're seeing us not live it, and then we try to open our mouths and tell them the gospel or share the gospel, they're not going to listen. Nor, I shouldn't say nor should they, uh, I understand why they wouldn't listen, right? Um, because so many people who do that—they're—they're they're the sheep that, that's talked about in the Bible, or they're the wolves that is talked about in the Bible. Getting uh, our you own can't way. live your life one way on Facebook, and then because I've seen it, I saw it last week. Um, there's a person that I know in my life who, who one day he's proclaiming the gospel and, and telling people they need Jesus, and then the next day. There's profanity coming out of his mouth, and um, those two worlds don't line up. They they can't line up. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, that, I mean, this is is a very convicting story for me. I, I <laughs> uh, it was, but yes, to answer your question, I do know a lot of people like yeah, that, and yeah. I want to be more like that. Yep. yep. Yeah. And it's okay to be that way about running too, right? Right. We still, I, I think, I think I, I mentioned here, Co. Yeah. Uh, Co. Booker. He's a guy. He ran in in uh, in the high school. Every all time he you talks see it, about. That's all he talks about. Everything. Yeah. We had a run practice. I hadn't seen Co. In, in a while, but Co. Well, where are you at about running? He will. And and we need to be more like that about Jesus. I Absolutely. guess that's your point of that the story. Is is as much as we like to talk about. Run, you, I mean, you light up and glow when you talk about running. I love to talk about running. I love to talk about hunting, um, fishing. You know, people people know what we're about by what we talk about. And, and the passionate way that we do it. Exactly. Yep. And we should have our our walk with Jesus Christ should be interwoven to every conversation. Every you know, that's yep. what I talked about. We've talked about Ryan Hall. Yep. And when I did the interview with Ryan, and it's Ryan never – he never makes a proclamation about Jesus, but it's in everything he talks about. It's yep. woven into every conversation, yep. and the only way that it can be woven into every conversation like that is if that's a part of who you are. That's right. And uh, so, I, yeah, I think that's Amen. what you're saying here. It's a great point that it should just be woven into the fabric of our lives, not a statement that we're making. Amen. If you've ever participated in any sport, you've probably met a great coach. Great coaches inspire us to do more than we ever thought possible. You can be the leader that helps others achieve things they never thought possible. You, yes, you have the ability and the opportunity to be that person. All you need is a heart to help people and the ability to follow a plan. The Run for God 5K Challenge will come ready to help you inspire those around you. The step-by-step guide will direct you how to plan, pray, and train people both physically and spiritually. 
you can help them become more fit in their health and in their walk with Christ. Share your passion. Go to runforgod.com to find out how to inspire others to accomplish big things. So get your 5K challenge materials. They're on sale right now. It's half price, and we just want to make sure that you have the opportunity to at least go out there and check it out. If you haven't checked it out, make sure that you understand a little bit more about what the 5K challenge is about. And Mitchell just talked about it a little while ago. Um, become a Run for God instructor if you're not one. God's calling you. Uh, we always share something, uh, why running is so awesome. And I thought this was really good for right now. Healthy lungs or at least healthier. Mm-hmm. Not everybody can have, you know, some people just have asthma, but right. they run. Right. And I've seen a lot of people who have asthma who their running makes them healthier. They're not necessarily as healthy as someone without asthma, but it makes their asthma better. So Yeah, I think um, every study will show that runner versus non-runner of any condition, they're going to be healthier Yes, if they are runners. That's yeah. right. And, you know, right now we've got this whole and have had this whole COVID-19 thing going on. And one of the things that it's really important for that is uh, is to have it, it attacks your lungs. Mm-hmm. And so as runners, that's a little scary to know that something's going to attack our lungs. But to know that we have healthy, healthy lungs is, is important, but also boosting our immune system. So I thought I would share something that a friend of mine um, who is going to be joining us at some point in time. And we'll uh, we'll share more about this. But. Just some of the things that you can do that will help you to boost your immune system. Um, this guy's a doctor. He has studied this for, for a number of hours to, to find out. And this is, what he, this is his top 10 list of things you can do. Optimize your vitamin D level, vitamin D3. Uh, consider zinc supplementation, however you get that. Um, increase selenium intake. Uh, Brazil nuts are a good source of that. Uh, increase vitamin A rich foods. Um, consider N acetyl, uh, N acetyl cysteine supplementation. I'm not even sure what that is. Uh, daily mushroom intake. Um, he says the kind you eat. Uh, consider drinking green tea one or two times a day. Uh, consider taking probiotics um, and maybe even some prebiotics. And consider. Uh, chlorella supplementation, um, and also tea with licorice root or eating some real licorice. Um, all of those things are things that will help boost your immune system. Um, he didn't mention vitamin C in there, I don't think, but vitamin C is also a good thing to help boost your immune system. And so th- just some good practical advice. There's a lot of foods. He's got a lot of them listed here, carrots and kale and you know, just green stuff, dried apricots, butternut squash, pumpkin seeds, sunflower seeds, all sorts of different seeds, and walnuts and things like that, quinoa. Um, I talked about Brazil nuts, sesame seeds. He's got a whole list of stuff, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that probably next week. Um, you know, but just I, know that you can boost your immune system by what you eat. I never thought in a million years licorice would be on this list. I just thought that was the candy that nobody wanted. <laughs> Um, it, you know, at the end of uh, yeah. Halloween or whatever, I, yeah, I, I'll have to research that a little bit. I, yeah. I had no idea that licorice was actually a good thing <laughs> for the body, and maybe it's not the same licorice I've, I've got in my head. Uh, maybe, I think it is. I, I guess I don't know. Um, I, I don't know. Yeah, we we'll need to, to we need to, to research that. Have to research that one. Uh, maybe we'll talk about that more next week. Our motivational thought for the week comes from, you know, we just talked with Dean Carnazis, and so I thought this would be a great time to bring up a Dean quote, and I love this quote. People think I'm crazy to put myself through such torture, though I would argue otherwise. Somewhere along the line, we seem to have confused comfort with happiness. Dostoevsky had it right. Suffering is the sole origin of consciousness. Never are my senses more engaged than when the pain sets in. There is magic in misery. Just ask any runner. <laughs> Pain lets us know we're alive and we're doing something. Very true. Very and, true. And so it's not a, not a bad thing. Hey, again, if you've gotten a, in a hold of this podcast and you're wondering what Run Club is all about, go to runforgod.com and realize there's more to Run Club than just this podcast. Uh, there are videos and there are 
Thursday night Facebook Live sessions where we talk about practical running things to help make you uh, maybe a more efficient runner, maybe a more maybe a faster runner, maybe uh, or things just to keep stop you from getting hurt. Mm-hmm. And then some of it's just a, uh, just an enthusiastic, hey, you can do it kind of thing. So a little bit of everything on Thursday nights. Um, you've got access to running plans and. Um, you can ask questions and get things answered, and you get all of that stuff plus more for nine dollars and ninety-seven cents a month. It's it's insane what what all we're throwing, and, and we're, we're talking about adding more stuff. Yeah, uh, we're seeing we're seeing that um, this digital platform is, I mean, it is the present, but it's going to become more and more relevant in the future, uh, especially for days like now, right? You know, with with COVID and things like that, but we're we're seeing that people do like the digital platform, and so we're, you know, we're going to have some things announcing, you know, in the months to come that that we're going to be adding more to this. We're never going to take away from this. We're going to simply be adding more and more. So you're going to continue to get more and more bang for your buck. But even with the things you just said, right? Nowhere can you find that for, for right. the cost of a couple cups of coffee, or depending on where you go, the cost of one cup of coffee <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, per month. And so it's just it's a great deal. The community. If it were just that Facebook group, that would be worth it. It really would. Just to get to see Tracy's face every time she posts a picture <laughs> Amen. is worth it. Um, but there's so much there. Go go to runforgod.com forward slash run club and, and check it all out. Absolutely. We hope you've enjoyed this. Uh, if you are not a member of Run Club, just like we just talked about, go join Run Club. Um, give us five-star reviews on everything that you, you review. Uh, Click the notification button and the, you know, subscribe. Do all the things. Do all the things, all the things that you're supposed to do. And uh, give us feedback. Let us know how we're doing. Once again, dean at runforgod.com. Let us know if there's some things in particular that you want to talk about. Let us know what those things are so we can address those things specifically. Um, so we just, uh, we hope that you're enjoying your running. We hope you're getting back outside uh, and getting things are getting back to normal. Now may God bless every step of every run. Go out there and shine your light. Good work, Dean. For more information about the Run for God ministry, go to runforgod.com. If you have questions about your salvation, click on the Peace with God tab. There's nothing more important. Thanks for joining us today.